Welcome to the closed session, how to get paid in Silicon Valley, with your host, Tom Chavez and Vivek Vidya. Welcome to this edition of the closed session. My name is Tom Chavez, and I'm here with my co-conspirator and hetero life mate, Vivek Vidya. Say hi, Vivek. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's been a while. It's been a while, but we're back. We're back. You just can't get rid of us. Indeed. So let's see here, V, you and I thought that today would be a good time to talk about getting back to work. We got vaccines on the horizon. Well, we have democracy or, you know, still, thank goodness. And now you got vaccines right yeah. on the back side of that. Maybe we should talk about getting back to work. What do you think? Yeah, I think we should. I think I'll say that getting back to work, we've been at work all the while. I think what you mean is getting back to what physical, like, live work, right? Not remote work. Well, I dude, I for myself I just been chilling out the last year. So no, I was actually thinking about actually ah. having to go and do some actual work again. That's where they screw you, right? Right, right, right. No, just, right. Lucky you. Yeah, yeah. Lucky you. <laughs> right. No, you know what I mean. We're gonna get I back know. to the new normal of, of whatever work. Yes, we've been super busy. Um and speaking uh, to your comment, right? Let's note from the very beginning that we're not, you know, we've all been working and we're not going to be going back to things exactly as they were. That's correct. So, so let's explore what that means exactly and put our little spin on it. Uh, we should give the normal caveat at the beginning that we're, we're tech guys, so we're not equipped to say anything useful about hospitality or manufacturing or those kinds of sectors, but maybe we'll stumble upon some ideas that could be relevant there, but we're going to focus the discussion as we usually do on, on tech businesses. I think it's also useful to just point out that I don't know about UV, but I'm hearing a lot of people stake out these extreme positions on what it's going to be like. And you already see the emergence of the progressive mm. work wherever you likers, you know, a la Dorsey and his camp at Twitter versus the let's go back to things as they were, <clears throat> excuse me, things as they were, butts and cedars, a la Reed Hastings. Yeah, I think so, uh, people people do end up taking the, these extreme positions. I think as as we'll as we'll discuss, I think the the answer is somewhere in the middle, and we'll get to why I'm saying that. But uh, but yeah, people do seem to have taken these extreme positions, which is again fascinating as an observer. I bet you you and I will will be meeting in the middle as we usually do. Yeah, so mm. we're not looking to provoke our listeners and stake out a contrarian view just for the sake of being contrarian. But we do think that there's probably going to be some kind of blended model that uh, builds on lessons learned during the pandemic. Uh, Maybe some of the aspects of the new modes of working that we're all trying to wrap our heads around alongside some of the things that we want to retain from olden times. So speaking of that, Vivek, what do you like about the last year, the new setup and and what do you like least about these last 12 months of, of working from home? Yeah, I'll I'll take the first part first, which is what I what I like about the new setup, Tom. I think what I've really appreciated about this new setup is that it's resulted in a in me having more of a routine to my life than before. You know, like earlier the routine was you go to the office, you come back and you you know, you hang out at home with your family and whatnot. 
but now i've i've been able to like okay this is this is my workout time and this is my reading time and i've been able to do all of that throughout the course of the day because i think i found more time because i'm not commuting to the office so that's been that's been good uh for me as far as productivity is concerned i i think that it's it's actually been okay uh in that earlier i used to when i used to work from home it was on days when i didn't have meetings in the office and i needed some quiet time to get get things done and i could just you know be at home and go into my shell and kind of just get things done but now because you're not working from home but you're but you're working at home it's just a regular day so your day is packed with meetings and and this and that and that quiet time that notion of quiet time at home doesn't exist anymore so that's been that's been an interesting adjustment what i don't like is and this is this is going to sound weird based on the first thing i said is i like actually traveling i like getting back i like getting on the road going to see customers hanging out with colleagues uh the social aspect i miss that whether it's with remote colleagues or with people in the office i miss being in the office i miss the the banter i i miss standing in front of a whiteboard with my colleagues drawing pictures and then others drawing over my pictures so on and so forth so that's what i don't like about just being in this remote remote environment all the time i i miss standing at the whiteboard with you and crossing out all of the stuff and that that you're yeah. wrong about and scribbling over it and then doing my yeah no i'm with you i i miss that too i miss the the banter at the whiteboard chopping it up at the water cooler all of the smack talk in the office just the the collisions and connections i i'm right there with you it's been and it's hard you we could do a little bit of of it at zoom as you know for our meetings the ones that i run i've kind of quasi insisted that everybody spends 7 minutes at the beginning just chopping it up a little bit and not talking about work 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 or the, or the topic at hand but it's harder to do so, yeah I also I, what I found also hard and I, this I don't like at all about the uh, new new setup is that there is no opportunity for informal pickup kind of conversations the whole concept of management by walking around which I love to practice and I know you do too I think that just has disappeared cuz you have to every time you you have to you want to talk to someone you have to ping them on slack or text or whatever and say hey you got a few minutes are you free to talk right now like that uh, right. the spontaneity of of the management by walking around conversations has just gone down the gutter as far as far as i'm yep. concerned no i'm right there with you i miss all of that i think it's and we'll be let's talk about that here as we go i think it's it's hard to replicate that in zoom and i think that that has clues for what's ahead i think people will in all of their zeal now to have everybody work from home at least some of the work from homers are going to realize over time that no there actually are key things that you can't replicate over zooms or any other technologies that emerge and that we're going to need some in person interactions as well so um look with that let's kind of organize the discussion today around i'm going to suggest three sort of dimensions uh to the discussion the first is the personality dimension Mhm the second I'm proposing is the productivity dimension and the third and final is what we'll call new mindsets new habits right yeah and all of these necessarily you know I think will involve a bit of speculation and personal opinion and and let's not shy away from offering a few of our own little predictions at the end 
and they all kind of intertwine and hang together. But let's let's at least try to structure the discussion along those lines. Does that sound good? That sounds perfect. So look, I mean, I think that, uh, and I'll illustrate with a story. Uh, we've been having family zooms in my family, and I have there are five kids in my family, and and uh, so we get together every once in a while on a Zoom, and we talk about what's going on. Many months ago, I think somebody asked, hey, how do we like this now? And all four of my siblings were so effusive about how awesome this mm. has been for them. They're very, very happy to be working from home, and they're all kind of piling on and affirming each other in this way. And then, and then they noticed that I was a little quiet, and then somebody said, well, how about you, Tommy? How do you like this? And I said, no, I, I don't like this at all, right? And what it underscored in that moment was just this stark difference between introverts and extroverts, right? I think it's safe to say I have four siblings, all of whom are pretty introverted. I've always been more extroverted, but I guess I've realized in the last year, holy cow, I'm, I'm even more extroverted than I thought. I, I've always conceptualized myself as kind of an ambivert because I do need my quiet time. Mm-hmm. I definitely need my quiet time, but I also need the social time. And and so it strikes me that introverts are very, very happy during this last year. And extroverts probably a little more frustrated, right? Yeah, I think, and I, I'm all the way there with you. I think I'm also uh, more of an extrovert than most uh, most en- engineers that that, uh, that we've come across. And that is to say that I, while I do like my quiet time, I really enjoy the social time uh, as well. And uh, which is why, you know, the few, the few times we've gone into the office and other people have been around, it's been fun. It's been fun to just sit at right. the kitchen table, in, in lunch table and just uh, eat lunch and, and talk about whatever it is that we talk about. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely. But so now as we talk about getting back to work, let's recognize that there are CEOs weighing in on these decisions. And I think what gets lost in the discussion, because everybody tries to show up with their facts and their logic and their data. Mm. But let's just recognize that there's a lot of motivational bias in the positions that are put forth by some of the CEOs who make these decisions, right? I think introverted CEOs maybe never were so keen to see you in the first place, right? (laughs) And so... And so let's acknowledge that, and and because we haven't seen a productivity decline, that kind of affirms or underscores an inclination that they already have to just have everybody work from home because it's easier, better for them. And on the other side of it, extroverted CEOs maybe bring their own motivational bias. By the way, I'm putting myself in that category. Like, I can't, I can't mount an argument that says, "Well, productivity is in the gutter. We really need to pick up the pieces and have everybody get back." to the office, I can't, I can't ever make that argument now, right? So, but, but I think extroverts will have more motivational bias to kind of buttress a, a view that says it's time to, you know, for people to show up more regularly than before. Well, I think there's another angle to that whole productivity versus introvert, extrovert dimension, right? Which is that, yes, there hasn't been a dip in productivity, but the, the pandemic has definitely taken a toll on mental health, right? And I would argue that when I compare it to, to, to past experiences, when things used to get hard in the kitchen, uh, when, when people were coming to the office, 
I think it was easier to to work through those those tense moments because you were face to face and because you could use your body body language to communicate which is very difficult to do uh, over a zoom getting through those tense moments was was i think easier at least for me and so mm. uh, yes while productivity has uh, by and large stayed the same or even uh, gone up a little bit i think that has come at the expense of the mental and emotional health of a lot of people and who do you think is taking the greatest toll there the people who are unhappiest and and perhaps suffering on a mental health level who, how would you characterize you know who they are and and what's the nature of of their distress the nature of their distress is around them not having as much opportunities to engage with leadership right which they would have had if if people were in the office and just seeing that perhaps things are not as dire as they imagine them to be in their heads some people naturally like if they see something that's that's broken or wrong or that's not going so well they will just kind of keep thrashing in their heads right and so mm-hmm. if you see that you can't see that if you're not with them in an environment where you're with them you can see it and you can talk to them about it a lot of the times right. they look at you they look at your body language how you're reacting to the situations to to gauge their own level of stress and because you're not with them because they can't see you right all you get are slack messages or emails and what not text as we know is not the best form of of communication when it comes to things yeah. like these it just puts them in a spiral uh um, yeah. no i think that's such an astute point right because i know i've had a really difficult time managing and leading as effectively as i'd like to during this last year because i do depend on body language and nonverbal mm-hmm. cues and it's as you point out it's so hard to pick them all up and parse them properly on a zoom so so yeah and let's also note you know we've had some moments in the last several months inside the superset hive where we have some folks who are really distressed really anxious emerging and and it's easier than in that context for for managers to do the normal managerial thing which is maybe to be a little more hard-nosed and and less compassionate than we need to be right i've been as you know there've been these moments and i'm just urging everybody okay just give a pass <laughs> let's try to exert and display as much compassion and as much leeway as we possibly can because cuz yeah there's just an awful lot of stress and and worry out there yeah um you know these pesky human beings but back we've said it for years it's you know <laughs> the people dimension of company building is is the most important one it's the most consequential and the hardest part of the Indeed. whole job as, uh, absolutely i was just going to offer one closing thought as we close out hmm. the personality piece which is that i think it's uh, going to be a time of great flourishing and happiness for introverts right because in the old regime you're an introvert goes to work and is is constantly depleted because they just have to talk and talk and interact with everybody now they can stay home i think you know and and there's they're not going to be dinged for it right they mm-hmm. don't have to rewire their personalities to succeed professionally because now we've all learned no it's okay stay home be you be productive in your way um i think you know i think that's a big win for introverts everywhere so i'm i'm in favor yeah But Should we move on to productivity? Let's do it. So first, as we were commenting earlier, 
things on balance are pretty good. We didn't crash, right? Yep. That's right. So, Productivity is still astonishingly high. I mean, and that, there I am, like with my own motivational bias. I think we talked about this like a year ago, like, okay, where I wasn't that pessimistic, but I was really worried about all of us slipping into the gutter and things just falling way, way behind. I was totally wrong. And I don't know about you, but I'm surprised at how vigorously everything sort of kept Kachuk it along. Well, I, I think, yes, you're right. But I, I do think like back to my point about, about mental health and emotional health, I think people's work days, and I'm not the first one to say it. I think there have been articles written about this uh, and uh, elsewhere as well. People's work days have gone significantly longer. Uh, and because of their, because of that commute time being taken away and then this expectation that because you're not sitting in conference rooms and meetings, right? The, the allowance that people used to get for like, oh yeah, it's okay to be five minutes late because you're walking from conference room A to conference room B, right? Those allowances suddenly just started to disappear and people would get on the meeting at 9 a.m. And oh, if you're not there by 9.02, you would get the texts. <laughs> can, can I, can, exactly, what's up with that? I just, oh my goodness, that, you know, that's one of my major peeves. It's crazy. And, and I, we're punctual people, right? We start meetings. I mean, in the old times, people would start meetings plus or minus 30 minutes. We've never been like that. But now it's this um, almost punitive thing people do with the tax. And it's 902 and 903. Where are you? Can we get a bathroom break? Can I pour a, a cup of coffee? Yeah, exactly. There's, there's no leeway. It's, it's really nuts. We try, we've insisted, right, that Again, seven minutes of chopping it up or a little bit of a passing period at the beginning. And more recently, we started actually scheduling. If the meeting is 2 o'clock, schedule it. Like put 2.05 in the calendar yeah. just to kind of set the expectation for people that there will be some passing time. Yeah, but yes, absolutely. But I think like if you, if you start to break things down now by function, right? On the engineering and product side, I think things have been remarkably better compared to sales, for example, right? Because sales being relationship driven, uh, there isn't an opportunity to do that. And it's, it's, oh. it's hard, very hard to build new relationships over Zoom, whether it's with, with, with customers or even with new employees, I would uh, argue. Building new building relationships with people over Zoom is just difficult. Right. Right? Right. So no, so you're saying when you look at the nature of work and the productivity dimension there, well, certain jobs are going to be a lot more relationship driven, right? Yep. Sales, investment, deal, customer relationships. Um, and yeah, I think I think it's going to be trickier to navigate this new normal. I mean, we've learned, like, let's also be clear. A year ago, we were always on planes, trains, and automobiles for things that could easily have been done. That's right. Zoom, right. That's you travel right. a day and a half for an hour-long meeting. I don't think we're going to go back to anything approximating that anytime soon. Uh, but to your point, it's also just very difficult to, to develop human chemistry over, you know, through a screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say that. Personally... I would say that. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 please. 
Oh, these pesky zooms. <laughs> we are. No, I was gonna. I was gonna say that. I was gonna say that. Like for me personally, being on planes, trains, automobiles for sales, my my overall schedule was more organized. And what I mean by that is there were there was you know in a month I would carve out a week a week, and I'm on the road. So yeah. go fill my dance card up. We'll go to whatever customers you want me to go to in wherever I, where we're traveling to East Coast, cent, uh, 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 Central America, wherever, right? Uh, Europe, doesn't matter. But then I'd come back and there'd be two, three weeks in the office where, which were relatively customer meeting free. So you could get all whatever work had to be done, could be done. That's now, right. again, gone out the window. Because you're constantly yep. like on, so I'm attending more customer meetings, but that's come at the the price I pay for that is not enough time to to do the work I have to do, right? Yeah, which obviously speaks to, and we've been talking a lot about this as well, is just taking more active control of our time, carving out. Okay, mm-hmm. these are these are going to be days for customer. Th- outside focused work, these are going to be days for more quiet inside focused. I mean, it does up the ante on just sort of maniacal control over the calendar as opposed to letting things get put on the calendar for you. Um, yeah. But yeah, speaking, speaking of planes, you know, I uh, decamped to another place. I'm trying it out now because it was just going so stir crazy. So I might as well go to another place and work from there for a week. And I told you um, the plane ride back was just this mega burst of productivity for me. And I realized, mm. wow, I really love, I miss working on a plane. Remember, like in the old days, that was the one time where people would try to call you like, oh, can't talk to you, I'm on a plane, right? Yep. So you're suddenly, all of those real-time um, connectivity distractions are gone. And it's just you and your brain and your quiet space on a plane. I just, man, that whatever it was, four and a half hour trip on a plane, you, you recall, I just, I just plowed through all of this stuff. And I, yeah. I remembered, hmm, sounds a little weird, but plane time, I miss it. <laughs> it's, cause it's so productive, <laughs> right? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so Tom, do you, you know, do you, why is it then that tech, you know, engineering or tech technology companies like Google and Facebook are moving moving to a full remote kind of and uh, work environment. Well, look, is there technical work like is 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 there work that's inherently collaborative? I think so, right? Yes, I think so. But I'm going to go back to my little psychosocial theory of mm. of, of leadership change. I think that those decisions have some motivational bias. I think the decisions that the Googles and Twitters and so on are making to some degree reflect the personalities and dispositions of their leaders. Right. Mm. So I just, and I'm not, it's not a big claim and I can't prove it. It's not verifiable, but I think, I think there is some motivational bias there. And alongside that, to your point is the fact that engineering, you know, technology driven companies have a stronger engineering component to everything that they do. It infuses the mindsets and methods and products. So, so more quiet time, more stay at home, uncluttered space to work 
is is you know is a further market reason why why they're making those decisions, right? Mm. Like so now to your to the last point we made, I think we think that sales related customer oriented activities will necessarily require more in-person interaction, right? I think that's a safe bet to make. Mm. But you know, the the majors are making these decisions and that is whether you like it or not, that's going to set the tone for everybody, right? I think there's going to be if you're in tech, the pendulum has already swung and we're not going back to things as they were. There's going to be a lot more uh, people working from home productively or in varying degrees of productivity. But, um, you know, the, the butts and seats, get back to work, come back into the office, you know, whatever motivational bias a CEO might have along those lines. I think whether you, whether I, if I wanted to try to impose that, it's very clear to me that there's no way I mm. could have that, even if I, mm. I don't want it. But even if I did, nah, this is, this is the new normal. Time to get with it. Yeah, but, but you know, there is, there is something to be said for ideation, right? You can't, you can't have scheduled brainstorming, you know? Like, it, there's, how many times has it happened that we'll be just talking about something randomly at a water cooler or, or over a cup of coffee or over a drink, and then suddenly we start to make connections and new ideas kind of crop up, right? That's going to happen, no? Well, listen, I mean, let's, let's make it personal, right? What we do yeah. at Superset, doing it exclusively on Zooms, it's just not feasible. The earlier the stage, the more you have to just be standing and struggling at a whiteboard and debating and arguing and redrawing and crossing things out and starting again. In theory, maybe you can do it on a, a Zoom, but all of these little funny moments, right? When we're jamming on a new formation activity and we stop and draw little pictures on our on a piece of paper, take a a picture on your camera, airdrop it to your machine, put it on, put it on the zoom. Like you gotta have some of that. And it's just so clunky and impossible to do. I think unless you're in person. Yep. And you'll see, that's why I got the whiteboard. Uh, and I've told you a few times when I've used it, but you, and I've tried using the remote, you know, the online whiteboarding tools as well. They're just not that effective. You can't draw as well on, on those tools as you can right. on a piece of paper or on a whiteboard with your hands. So, that's right. Well, maybe that's a segue into, you know, new habits, new mindsets. And, and since you mentioned your whiteboard at home, look, I mean, we're obviously going to have greater respect for work-life balance for everybody. Now that we've all seen each other's spouses in their pajamas and their kids melting down during Zooms, mm -hmm. that's going to happen. And speaking of people in their pajamas, V, can we just note that you had a magnificent moment? You're so That's excited right. to have this this whiteboard installed behind your desk, and then you stand up confidently during a meeting to to clinch a point. And there you are. You have a collared shirt up on top, and your little Winnie the Pooh pajamas down below. <laughs> it's a very important customer. See, that's what I'm talking about. We're yeah, all getting well, very, you know. very real up in here on the Zooms, watching watching captains of industry like you do their thing in their pajamas. Yeah, but, you know, for me, it's just it's just an instance of bringing my authentic self to work, right? <laughs> the, the definition of authentic yes. self is left to me, right? right? It's because it's my authentic self. My authentic self you, is sitting in, at home in, in his pajamas. 
What's wrong with that? Vivek, you be you, baby. I'm all that's for right. it. That's right. Just don't go changing. Well, you so, know I won't. So that's, that's the new, you know, the first sort of imperative for everything that's ahead. But let's, let's offer, so I, I have a prediction. I think that as we go back, there's going to be this sort of intense episodic in-person interaction followed by longer periods of distributed screen-based work wherever you want to be type work, right? And so it's going to be this, this interesting hybrid. It's, it's not one to the exclusion of the other, but some kind of in-between approach. What do you think of that? No, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think that that as we've discussed already in, in this uh, conversation, right, that the need for face-to-face interaction, depending on the type of work you do, is definitely, definitely there. Uh, whether it's for ideation, whether it's for company building, culture building, um, et cetera. So that, that will be balanced by all of this newfound learning and appreciation for remote work that we have. So yeah, I agree with you that... Uh, the future of work is going to be remote uh, with uh, episodic face-to-face interactions. Yep. I wonder about the implications there because, you know, the people who can, who can perfect that straddle are going to make, you know, one could argue we'll see more professional opportunity and more professional success versus the ones who can't, right? If you, if you live in a small studio apartment in San Francisco, um, it's not so, and, and you have a, uh, a spouse or a roommate, you know, it's not so easy to work comfortably unless you have a, a physical space, right? That allows you to move into a different room and get the job done. I wonder, I wonder how some of that all plays out and, and could it create a new kind of caste system, right? Where people with more flexibility to, to strike that balance um, have an unfair advantage. You know, oh, un- 100%. today, but I'm, I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think I completely agree with you. I think, and we, we've seen that in, uh, uh, in various forms across the hive, uh, as well, right? Like the, mm-hmm. some people have, have gone through real challenges. Like if you're, if you're, if you're a couple, married couple and you have young kids who are like six, seven years old and they're in remote schooling and both of you have demanding jobs, you know, try getting a six-year-old to sit in front of a computer for, for class. It's just not happening. That's right. right. And so it's, uh, it's very difficult. Very Can difficult. we have a moment of silence and great appreciation for the working parents, especially the working moms Yeah. this last year? I mean, it's absolutely heroic what yeah. what they've had, you know, gone through and how they've gotten to the other side, um, which maybe suggests another prediction, right? Because if you're if you're a working parent, as soon as the schools are open, it's going to be a time of great flourishing for you, right? <laughs> getting you know, getting your kids back to school, especially for moms again who bear the brunt still of so much at home parenting, right? I think for them. To be able to want to be able to work from home quietly with the space yeah. and 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 quiet that they need, right. or for the moms who value being in an office with colleagues away from all of the momdom at home, right? However, whichever way you go, it's got to be a very positive development for for working parents. Yeah, no, I think I think I think I think that this this newfound 
uh, appreciation for remote work, I, I do think it's going to result in more moms who uh, who chose to stay at home that then coming back into the workforce uh, right. as well. That's so, right. Yeah, that's right. And another another prediction that maybe maps back to the first idea of an intense episodic interactions followed by longer periods of quiet time. I think we have to, we're already noodling with this at Superset, how do we rework the physical workspace to respond to these new conditions, right? I think it just feels clear to me at least that people are going to be doing more of the quiet work exclusively from home, which tilts the balance for the office to more social, you know, not not socializing, but more interactive collaborative work where people you know what I mean? Instead of long rows of desks, smaller pods where people can stand up at whiteboards and battle it out like we do. Right. I think we need to be thinking through how the office space needs to evolve to respond to all of these new conditions. What do you think? Hundred uh, percent. I, I think that the uh, design. Tom, just one minute. I think we'll need to. Ripta was playing his food. I just need to go tell him we're recording an episode. Okay. Hold on, just one minute. Vivek is away, asking Biploff to play his flute a little less loudly. How perfect is that? As we record this podcast about the new work-life balance post-COVID, that was beautiful. Had, Did you do that yeah. on purpose? Was that rigged? You did that. No. That was rigged. No. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. His his school ends. His school ends at two, uh, and that's why it was. We started this at two, and uh, he and he, but he just he's decided to just keep playing. So uh, I had to go tell him to stop playing while we finished See, the recording I, of this episode. But now, I, now I feel terrible because you don't you don't want anybody to stop playing music when when the spirit overtakes them. I know. Damn it! Sorry, Big Love. Yeah, it's it's I I actually should have realized I should have just gone to another part of the house. But uh we're lucky that way that we can because you have another part of the house you can go to. Yes. For our that earlier note we were making. So we were talking about changing the office space to to allow for more of these in-person interactions and maybe less uh quiet work, which is yeah, I think, from home now moving forward. Yeah, I think I think what you were saying, and I agree with that completely, is that because the nature of being in the office is for episodic, like collaborative work, there won't be a need to have these desks, right? The individual desk where you sit and do your work and whatnot. So it'll be the office will most likely be organized like, okay, here, here's a big open area where, and you're coming to the office because you want to collaborate, not because you want to sit at your desk and, and, and write code or write documents or whatever else. Right. And, and, but, but not again one to the exclusion of the other because along the lines of uh, an earlier comment about working parents who actually appreciate the change of locale yeah. right, and want to be in a place where they're interacting with colleagues away from home by the way my kids aren't at home anymore but as you know Vivek I have really relished just going into the office these last many 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 months because I just need a sense of progress and motion I need a change of scenery so some of us, right, and, and the office will have to allow for people who really actually want to work in the office. But I think we got to tilt the table, right? We need to we need to tilt the configuration to allow for much, much more of this in-person collaborative stuff. That's right. 
Yeah. How about tools, right? I mean, I, I wonder about new tools for distributed screen-based creativity, right? I mean, is it, to our earlier point about you can't schedule creativity and moments of inspiration, you need those collisions and connections in the office, but do you think that there could be some things that new tools can enable that you know allow us to be creative while we're in different locations? Absolutely. I, I think that's always going to be the case. I uh, The thing that, and people are already kind of experimenting with, with different types of, different modes of communication. So there's, there's you know, I'll give you one example. I forget the name of the company. Um, oh, it's called Volley. V-O-L-L-E-Y. Volley. Volley. And what they do is it's a, it's it sits in between synchronous video communication and asynchronous text-based communication. So, mm-hmm. so instead of me sending you a text, which you can read whenever you get to get to reading it, I record a video and I send you that video through this app, right? So that I can communicate with my full form in, in 2D, right? As opposed to 3D when, you, when we're face-to-face. So it's a, it's a memo, it's a video memo, uh, that's recorded and kept, and and I'm volleying it to you. That's that's how they kind of portray it. So I don't know whether whether that that takes off or not. But people are already starting to innovate and and come out with uh, with these with these ideas. My whole thing is that anything you look at, right, requires being on a screen, right, and that. Being on a screen, that Zoom fatigue that people keep talking about is real. So yeah. uh, new innovation that allows collaboration without the need to get on video. I don't even know what I'm, whether that makes any sense. But, uh, but I think that's it would be cool if somebody were to figure that out. Yeah, well, I hadn't heard of Volley. Here's a plug for uh, my friend Forrest Key's company called Voodle which is short asynchronous video snippets. Mm. So, hey, Vivek, I got a good idea, but you're doing a thing. I don't need to interrupt you, but I want I want to gesticulate and express the idea. You can stand at your whiteboard and draw your thing in your pajamas, shoot the video, send it. And, and so it creates a more, hopefully more organic, um, free-flowing mechanism for people to exchange ideas. Hey, you know, these these are new tools that we... We need to explore. Let's note quickly, though, as, as all of these things go, they're only as good as the degree to which other people adopt them. Adopt them. So, you know, I, uh, I was so excited. I uh, you know, installed a Google Jamboard. It seemed like such a perfect idea. I, I installed the, a Google Jamboard in, in, one of, in my office at home, and <laughs> I've used it three or four times, five times, maybe. If ever there's a device I should have been using the heck out of, this last year, it's got to be the Jamboard, but but it's we're subject to network effects. My productivity from a Google Jamboard is directly proportional to your being on a Google Jamboard or mm-hmm. a Jamboard-like enabled device. Yeah, it's not; they're not really out there. It's, it hasn't been Google's most successful product uh, by a long shot. It's a pretty cool product, right? But but all of the the shared or collective benefits of these technologies are going to be gated by network effects. It's going to be gated by other people's adoption. Something's going to take root, right? Some, some new technologies must take root 
to make it um, remote collaboration and invention, not just collaboration, but, but yeah. ideation, invention, brainstorming, um, more productive than it is right now. We just don't know what they are. Yeah, and if and if you're listening to this and you have some ideas on making remote remote collaboration better through creation of tools, give us a call. We're uh, we're eager to hear what you're up to. We're we're all about that, and this is a very interesting, big, big, big category. So some things are brewing here. We've got to start wrapping our heads around that a little more, don't we, Vivek? That's right. That's exactly exciting. right. Yeah. Well. That would be a wrap for today. I think we we made good ground there. Covered most of the bases. I think we covered a lot of good topics. You. I got to talk about you and your in your Winnie the Pooh pajamas during a big yeah, meeting you, with the customer. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I was when it happened. I was one. I was hesitating whether to tell it, tell it to you or not because I was afraid of this happening. And lo and behold, right. it's happening. So. How many? How many people have I told since you told me that? At least seven or eight, and that was yeah. just like last Thursday. That's right. Now we get to we get to put it on blast in in this yep. podcast because the whole world needs to know yeah. how you roll. Yeah. Now my, now my dad, who, who, uh, when he first, uh, saw me going to the office in my jeans and a t-shirt, now he gets to, now he gets to give me, give me the, the other look around what you meet with customers in your pajamas. Are you serious? So your dad must be so proud. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway. let's let's wrap it. That concludes this edition of the closed session. Thanks, Vivek. This was fun. Thanks, Tom.